Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 341 for a quarterly date of September 24, 2023. Hi, I'm Marty. Shalom. I'm Kristoff. <laughs> I'm said Shalom. But welcome. Hi. You know, How are you? You're, you're one with the faith, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I, I accept all faiths uh you know i'm not one for religion myself but uh you do you yeah hey if it works for you it works for you but uh welcome this is a professional wrestling podcast uh usually uh though sometimes we digress into discussions of religion apparently yeah yeah yeah. we're we're changing you know we're changing themes we're gonna go race and religion and and world offense uh, (laughs) as opposed to professional wrestling did i i forget if i brought this up did you see what our former uh podcast uh uh network uh cohort is doing now what did he do now i shit you not vince russo is starting a show discussing race (laughs) would you like to guess who he is co-hosting with uh aubrey huff (laughs) no no he's co-hosting with stevie ray formerly of harlem heat Uh uh-huh vince russo stevie ray Hoping to fix the issues of race in America. Man, I, you, like, if, I th- and I think they've since closed down, but yeah. if Guantanamo Bay was still a thing, <laughs> that would be what That's, they would force people yes. to listen to. Like, yeah. Slayer, nah, man, if no. they, they were trying to get something out of me and they're playing Slayer, I'm bu- fucking vibing. <laughs> yeah. You want me to spill the beans? You put on fucking Vince Russo and Stevie Ray talking race, and I will tell you everything that happened. Oh, good God. Like, I, that guy has his fan base and they follow him. I mean, we've seen the numbers ourselves. They have a fan base and they, and they follow him. Even now, he hasn't done anything in wrestling in probably almost 10 years. But who, who on earth was asking for that? Nobody. That is not on the show. Let's put that way. It'll it'll pull in great numbers, yeah. and uh, I'm sure we'll have some some choice tweets uh, that'll pop up on our timelines because yeah. of the bullshit algorithm Elon installed. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, nobody nobody wants nor needs that. Yeah. Uh, holy fucking shit! That sounds like one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. I mean, um, so they're going to be more successful than us. That's yeah, just uh, undoubtedly. But you know, at the same time, I'm sure there are other people that are going to be joining that network real real soon because it's time to talk about the world wrestling federation for over 50 years the revolutionary force in sports entertainment where is it where is it where is he (laughs) which one are you you hoping for earl oh here we go again there you go is that not what you were leading with oh no because i'm gonna lead with this okay okay <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this week, 
The cuts finally began. Some surprising, some not surprising, some who we'll probably never see in wrestling again. But nevertheless, it is our job here at the Rough House to go through them. So, with that in mind, it's roughly 20 plus individuals who got cut from WWE this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a bunch of people who are names, and we're going to spend more time with that. But uh, then very quickly, I'm going to run through the NXT names, most of which sound fake, and you've probably never seen on television. Well, they are fake, to be fair. So let's go through them real quick. We got Bryson Montana, Quincy mm-hmm. Elliott, mm-hmm. Dabakato, Shanky, mm-hmm. Shanky, Ty- Shanky, Tyrell Smoochie Wallace. So, I'm sorry. Ulyssa Leone. You wrote that one yourself. Daniel MacArthur. Osmataz Bunkshake. Stop it. You these Ke- are not <laughs> Kevin Ventura Cortez. Come on. Alexis Gray. Hingle Hingle McCringleberry. That's uh that's Shawn Michaels' pet name for his wife. Brooklyn Barlow. Hero. Melanie Brzezinski. And uh-huh. the wrestler oh, I went to high school with her. <laughs> and the wrestler formerly known as Mouse Cop. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of those were actually NXT talents. <laughs> some of those actually were, and the rest were from the Key and Peel East West Coast Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Is AA Ron still there? AA Ron still under contract. Good, good, good to know. <laughs> Oh, boy. Fucking Hingle McCringleberry gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so that's a bunch of people who, uh, who uh, most of them uh, existed. Um, yeah. A, a lot of them, uh, you know, I can't tell you a single goddamn thing. Bryson Montana, definitely the most uh, notable name, not because of anything they did, but because it sounds the most fake. Yeah, I mean, and his cousin, uh, Byron Idaho, I think had a much better upside in terms of career in pro wrestling, but, yeah, he, you know, Bryson Montana. A, he became a commentator later. They changed his last name. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Anglos and the Saxtons, you know, <laughs> tales old time. But the people you might actually know who got cut, uh, we've got Emma, Rick Boogs, Aaliyah. Boogs. Mustafa Ali. I thought Aaliyah died in a plane crash in the 90s. Uh, no, no, still with us. Okay. Uh Elias, which means also Ezekiel got fired. I was stole my fucking joke. Okay, oh, sorry, that's okay. <laughs> Riddick Moss, Shelton Benjamin, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Top Dalla, one Red. of the many Dana Brooks. Yeah, yeah, Dana Brooks V three, Mansoir and Marseille. I think I think if you look at the Dana Brooke contract being released, it was Dana underscore Brooke underscore final <laughs> underscore final underscore final two. That's, that's yes, the version. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the version of Dana Brooke that got released. But probably the, the the two people are talking about the most are of course Dolph Ziggler, who after 19 years has to find a job. He's no longer here to show the world. <laughs> no, no, he's he's going to be showing 350 people in Perryville, Maryland, real soon. And oh, then, buddy. Uh, uh, Matt Riddle, who was just on television. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, k- kind of a funny point. Uh, Mustafa Ali, he was the first one to go public with his release. Okay. Uh, he, he got booked on Tuesday for a title match on the next N- NXT pay-per-view. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was released on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. So Wow. Um, 
Good luck explaining that, Sean. Um, you know, some of these names aren't hugely surprising. Uh, Elias hadn't been on TV in ages. Yeah. Uh, Rick Boogs uh, showed up for a mania and his knee gave out. And that was that. Yeah. Um, Emma, you know what? She'll probably be back. I forgot she was even brought back. Well, you'll love the fact that she was paired with fellow fiery Riddick Moss. Mm, okay. Top dollar. Yeah. I mean, look, I can't say I'm surprised there. I'm surprised they didn't let go of Ashanti, the Adonis, and uh, uh, what's... The other one? Yes. I, I feel terrible. I can't remember her name. I was going to say Cardi B, but it's not that. Oh, it's B-Fab. Yeah. B-Fab. Cardi um, B-Fab. So they're still employed. They were on a dark match on Friday. So mm, they, okay. they still have a gig. But Top Dollar. <laughs> oh, Top Dollar. Top Dollar. He's, he's in the bottom dollar bin now. Yeah. Uh so we've mocked Top Dollar somewhat regularly here on the Rough House with good reason. Not as much as Michael Cole. But no, yeah. and there's there's actually a postscript. I don't know if you saw uh, okay. about all this. Oh, oh no. Okay, so Top Dollar. Let me count oh. the ways we made fun of him. So sure, Swerve yeah. got let go, and then the rest of Hit Row got bumped to the main roster. Yes, and he puts out a post like, "Hey, don't worry about us. We know how to promo." And they got fired. Yeah. Then they got brought back after mm -hmm. Vince left. Drafted to SmackDown? Drafted to SmackDown, which was yeah. where they were before the cut, but nevertheless. And Top Dollar becomes just this gag after blowing a, a plancha to the outside. Yeah. And then... It was a just, no pay. Yes. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> That's that beautiful. <laughs> a no pay con. Uh-oh. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, Michael Cole just buried him nonstop, like screaming about how dumb Top Dollar is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've made fun of him because he said his eventual career goal was to host at the night show. Yeah, good luck, brother. Good luck. And then on, I think it was on Saturday that, that this came out, he was doing an interview with one of the many wrestling podcasts. And he was talking about his now ended time in WWE. Mm -hmm. And apparently one of the things he was doing a lot of when he wrapped up, you know, in, in this last period of his time in WWE, he was constantly pitching to Michael Cole that they do an angle together. Oh, my and God. And I quote, I'll put you over. <laughs> Top Dollar wanted to lose to a 50-plus-year-old commentator. Oh, boy. I mean, Michael Cole has, uh, you know, he has more WrestleMania matches than Top Dollar. Yeah, he does. Have, so, you know. <laughs> One to zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the coal mine was, was super over at one point. Yeah. I, I'm surprised he wasn't, like, blaming... Michael Cole for like burying him and like ruining his career no. sort of thing. No, he's like, oh, that, that, you know, that, that got me talked about, which well, yeah, is the most WWE brainwashed mindset I've ever heard. Oh, it doesn't matter yeah. that I am being made to be an absolute fucking dork. Just clowned on. They're yeah. talking about me though, aren't they? Hey, that's, that's a, the most Millhouse statement I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I guess there's also part of me that 
is just going to roll my eyes because he is a local boy. Mm-hmm. To the point of his username on Twitter is AJ Francis four one zero. Yeah, and I have no doubt he is going to be some sort of idiotic public fixture over around here. Yeah, years. probably. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like he, you know, he'll be MCW champ by the end of the calendar year. <sighs> well. I know we have folks in MCW who listen to this, one notably due to blood relation. And, uh, oh God, no, just no, just, no, no. I mean, Dan, if you're listening, don't do it. Look, you guys booked Hit Row at a show 10 minutes from my house, and I didn't go. <laughs> you, can, you can argue how much of a curmudgeon I am, sure, but. Fair. It was 10 minutes from my house. There's a pit beef place right there, which I could have gone to before or after. Oh, man. I miss Charcoal Grill. Yeah. But still go. open? Still still thriving? Yeah, still doing his thing. Good. Good, good, good. I need to swing by there. It's Possibly been a while. a little overpriced these days, but I mean, that's everything's a lot of overpriced lately. these days, brother. So I, I think probably of all this, the, the three we're going to hear the most talk about are. Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, and Matt Riddle. Let's talk about sure. Riddle first, because okay. that is the slow motion train on fire of the three. We apologize in advance, Paul. Yes. He might be a great guy <laughs> in real life, but let's just talk about the trials and tribulations of Matt Riddle since becoming a WWE employee. Yeah. He got, uh, he got called out for sexual assault. Mm-hmm. His lawyer issued not one, but two press releases one of which was physically printed onto a mailing label sheet, <laughs> taken a photo of and uploaded. The second one was printed again onto a sheet of CD labels. Hell yeah. So obviously crack legal talent there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know really the, the end result of all of that. I know eventually the, the lawsuit, I believe the woman's name was Candy Cartwright from the Indies. That sounds right. Yeah. She ultimately rescinded the lawsuit, but Nancy's niece. uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have a cow, man. All right. (laughs) But uh, it was enough for his wife to divorce him. So there's that. Yeah. 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 He had an angle with Seth Rollins where Seth Rollins proceeded to whirlwind dunk on him. Mm hmm for the situation with his wife and kids and all of that. And I believe Seth was still the face there, (laughs) which, you know, in December of last year, he went to rehab. Mm -hmm. Also great. And the last real public thing he did that anyone knows is a few Sundays ago, the day before raw, he talked about being sexually assaulted by someone at an airport. Yeah, JFK Airport, I believe, in New York. Yeah. New York City. So he said that publicly. He was immediately taken off TV and then let go two weeks later. Yeah. Uh, not great. That's a look. Not great. I don't know where he goes from here. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a talented guy. He's also yes. a massive a flight risk. Yeah, a ton of baggage yeah. with them. Um, and, you know, in terms of AEW, they usually, uh, obviously, they'll make an exception or two, Mr. Pepsi. Um, yes. But uh, they usually shy away from the big baggage uh, uh, yeah. players. So, you know, it, it, and I don't, I don't see it happening. 
if he does show up in AEW, yeah, big if. Um, I, I think it could work. I mean, there's a lot of talent there that that he could work with. I feel like you know might be able to get over with the crowd, but you know the the optics of everything. It doesn't seem like something. Um, you know, if Tony Khan was like, who's who's yeah, who's yeah. coming available now? Yeah, I don't think that that was one of the top. Uh, top guys he was no. uh, offing over especially because i think there's there's two people ahead on that list yeah yeah um, no doubt but i mean if it was just based off of in ring yeah riddle would be a killer sure. pickup yeah but there's everything else and yeah. i i think you know that that is a very very big problem for uh Bro. for anyone who decides to bring him on um yeah. to that point i'm sure billy corgan is in those dms right now oh and, no uh, doubt yeah we're gonna yeah Honestly, when I'm looking at some of the people, I could see uh, Elias to like an NWA mm-hmm. um, impact so, for Elias, I think, yeah, or impact Riddick Moss, yeah. probably in that same boat. Um, Shelton Benjamin, I could see pop up in one of those, but not for very long because he is like 48 years old. So still in great shape. Oh, yeah. Incredible shape. Just he's not the Shelton that everyone remembers from 2003 because that was 20 right. years ago. Yeah. Um, but the two that I think we're going to see the most heat around are Dolph Ziggler and Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Ali is a, a pretty straightforward line. I mean, yes, he's talented. Yes, he's skilled. He's surprisingly good on the mic. Mm-hmm. But he was also the impetus for Brian Danielson to get involved creatively when he was in WWE. Mm, yeah. I don't know if you remember the story, but uh, at one of the pandemic era tapings, Apparently, Danielson busts into the writer's room and goes, tell me one person under 30 that we're pushing. (laughs) Man, I love that guy. Yeah. And Ali ended up being the guy that they got behind. Yeah. Um, So obviously Danielson likes the guy. And if rumors are to be believed and, you know, conversation during the press scrums are to be to be believed. Danielson is a very trusted person with an AEW now. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Tony outright said that if he was to die, he'd want Brian to take over the book. Right. So, Jesus Christ. Chris Jericho (laughs) threw his phone across the room when he saw that quote. Uh, So, yeah, Danielson is clearly like a guy who he listens to. If Danielson likes Ali as much as it seems like he does. All right. Guess who's in the collision zone? It's fucking Mustafa Ali. It's a no brainer. Honestly, for him. Dolph Ziggler is an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, Way past his prime. Yeah, probably past his prime. Although I would have said the same thing about Christian Cage. I mean, I think I did when they brought him in. And he is doing the Lord's work right now. And I I think it's a similar thing where people know who he is. Mm -hmm. He's a super talent still. He could still go. And he could be used to elevate guys. Yes. Plus yeah, his yeah, brother's right there and he's done a few appearances on BTE. So clearly right. he's in the mix. I just don't know. Wait, Dolph has been on BTE or you mean Dolph has been on BTE? Yeah. How has that gotten through? I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the reason he got fired. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, it, it is crazy though that he's been in WWE. If you can count developmental since 2004. Yeah, I know. He's barely 40. So, like, 
you know, I that, think that, I think the the I saw the like the stat sheet. It was like one thousand five hundred fifty four matches, something like or that. something. That's yeah. it's a big clip right there, man. Not yeah. to mention, you know, uh, the the world title, the Money in the Bank, the tag titles, the US, IC title. IC. Like he's been. We've said this for you know. I mean, this podcast is not a new podcast. We've been going, we've covered a lot of ground, yeah. Uh, and not just you and me. Like even go back to me and Justin. Uh, so you know, he's always been one of those guys that if you need a credible challenger for mm-hmm. a world title, he can just slide right in. Giggity. Yeah. Um. So you know, and I feel like you know, with that name recognition, if he were to pop up in AEW, and you need you know uh, uh, somebody to feed to you know a top guy for a while to have a credible feud or uh, to, to buy some time or pop a gate and get more people in yeah. the building. I mean, that's certainly something they need right now. Yeah. And he is a perfect guy for that. He, Here to show the world. His biggest problem in WWE, you know, I'm not saying anything. Dozens, if not thousands of people haven't said before, uh, you know, his issue was he sells too well. Yeah. Which meant of course that, his shit didn't get over. <laughs> yeah. He was put in a position to sell his ass off. Yeah. I think that would be respected and enjoyed in a very different way from the AEW audience than in sure. WWE. Um, I would only say that the, the possible hump to get over would be what he would cost. Cause I'm sure he was getting a very sweet deal by the end of his career in WWE. Yeah. And I'm sure he was kind of, hoping that he'd just ride it out until a yeah. little a few more years of, you know, popping up doing a match here or there. Yeah. Um, you Used know to being an agent, you know, just yeah. a lifer. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm sure he probably feels pretty betrayed, honestly. Um because yeah. he's, you know, given his body for that company for a long period of time. Yeah. Put up with a lot of bullshit too. Yep. Um but um yeah the cost wise, I mean you you don't think it was uh probably Mid six figures, you don't think he was making? You think he was making? It's hard to say because he was pushed as a semi main guy for a very long time, and also he was there a very long time. Yeah, that's so, true. You know, if the average new main roster guy gets six figures, and right. he'd been in a world title level thing, I mean, fuck, they could, they could, in theory, like put together him and Biggie and AJ somewhere because AJ's out there and I'm yeah. sure Biggie might not get another deal after this current deal ends. Yeah. Fortunately. Well, if there's anything that's been, um, you know, proven is that the, the medical systems and different corporate, different promotions, yeah. uh, approve people in different, uh, different ways here, as we've seen Christian and Soraya prove, um, <clears throat> you know, Biggie is still young, uh, you, you know, younger than the others, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the aforementioned. So yeah, I mean that, that man, that would be, that was such a great fucking time with those I three mean, even together. If they're just doing like, you know, the, the photo and autograph circuit together. I mean, yeah. That'd be fucking fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say Ali and Ziggler are probably the two that if I'm Tony Khan, I start going, all right, where can I slot them in? Yeah. Um, Riddle, though, massive flight risk. I, I see no point in that. Only other name that I think maybe, I mean, Shelton might get like a match or two out of that. Yeah. Uh, he might also yeah. be a good guy for Ring of Honor, for example. It's true. Emma, 
is one I'm on the bubble on. Honestly, I haven't seen her work in a very long time, so I can't yeah. speak to you know her ability to fit into the current AEW women's division. Yeah. She would you know be a name because you know she's she was around long enough. You know she's probably been there uh, fifteen years, uh, on and off. Obviously not continuously, but I don't know. I feel like I mean I remember her from ten plus years. Uh, it's probably closer to ten because I remember her from Network Era NXT, and that was twenty fourteen. So she was still in NXT at WrestleMania twenty nine Access, which we went to. So that would have been eleven years. Okay. Uh, so ten eleven years. So yeah, she, you know, because I remember she was still doing the yeah the you know the the the, the, the dance thing with the yeah. So, yeah, that was about that was about then, when, yeah. right when she was uh, coming up. So, and yeah, she yeah. was very very talented when she came up. It's just you yeah, know, WWE they didn't know what the fuck to do with her. Right. Um, they oh, don't forget. Let's not talk about Emelina. Yeah. Plus Emelina <laughs> thing. Then between stints of WWE, she went to like Ring of Honor and Impact and did fuck all. So yeah. I don't know where her head's at, but she's a name, and they could do yeah. something. I don't know if they will. Yeah. Um, but that that's that's sort of where things are now with, with those folks. Uh, that said, uh, Jade Cargill coming in. Yeah. She's going straight to the main roster, which is crazy. But yeah, you know. I mean, if you have that PC there, you might want to, you know, tighten some things up. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But, you know, I, I, do you think they're going to do another un- long undefeated streak? <sighs> you know what? Based on what we know about WWE mind games mm-hmm. and all that, they're yeah. going to have, have her lose on the way in. Oh, like, wow. Okay. Chump her early to see how she reacts. Such a twisted way of fucking thinking, man. That's that's them, though. I mean, I that, know, that no, was I always know. the thing. They'll bring people up from NXT and chump them and yeah. be like, oh, do you really want it? Do you really yeah. think you can get over and yeah, looking back, one of the few that they didn't was Kevin Owens because he came out and beat Cena on his first yeah, night. And it's because he was Triple H's boy. Yeah, and, well, and he's fucking Kevin Owens. He's I mean, yes, great. yeah. No, I, mean, I had nothing against Kevin Owens. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. He came into WWE and beat John Cena. I know. Yeah, Insane. not many can say that. Yeah, yeah. there are people who've been in WWE for decades who are still looking to beat John Cena. Hi, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he beat him at some point, but yeah. Um, you know, I, I could sit here and talk about what's going on in WWE, but it's the same old shit. Bloodline, Judgment Day, blah, blah, blah. But hey, there's John Cena. You know, he's he's around now. Thanks to the, Who's he feuding with? Uh, so he signed himself uh, in a match at Fastlane this week. Oh, Fastlane used to be earlier in the year. It yeah, used to be the, the layover between uh, Elimination Chamber and Mania, wasn't it? Uh, correct. Uh, let's see when it is this year. Fastlane 2023 is going to be on October 7th. So, like, two weeks from Wait, now. Wait, so they're not doing Hell in the Cell in October? No, no. They, they stopped doing that, I think they said, last year. Because that was the code. Wow. They, they stopped doing that. That They're, they're going to stop doing the, like, you know... Uh, match type named pay per views. Huh. Well, I say that, and they except just, for Money in the Bank. Well, Money in the Bank, and they just announced Elimination Chamber, which is going to be in uh, Australia. Okay. So it's going to be on and the like, Royal Rumble. It's going to be on at like 10 a.m. in <laughs> and Survivor Series. States, so. Well, true, true. <laughs> but the, basically, they were going to start, you know, 
pulling back on that, I guess. Is, is the They're not bringing Armageddon back, are they? Uh, I mean, if I'm them, no. Um, they, the time to do it would have been when Judgment Day with Edge was still a thing. Very yeah, true. The, the beginning of a Judgment Day. That would have been a time for Armageddon. Very, very true. Uh, but uh, John Cena uh, signed for a tag match uh, against Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. AJ Styles mm. promised earlier in the show on SmackDown that he was going to be Cena's partner, but the bloodline beat him down before he could sign the contract. So now it's John Cena and question mark against Solo Sokoa and uh, Jimmy John Uso. Uh, will, will it be the other Uso then? I mean, it could be, but he's a raw guy. I don't know if he could jump over and be in a SmackDown match. Mm-hmm, sure. And also, yeah, you nothing, know, the Judgment Day is trying to get him to, to join them. For some okay. reason. Sure. Yeah. LA Knight has COVID though. So there's that. Okay. Speedy recovery to you. Yeah. Hope that goes well. I am. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not fun to have. Yeah. But Chris, at the same time, we have three yeah. th- very, very big shows to talk about for the other company. So let's hop over to them. Sure. AEW this week was back in New York for Grand Slam and Let's be honest. The number was not probably what anyone would be happy with. In terms of attendance. In terms of attendance. Uh, Television-wise, killer rating for the show. Oh, good. Number one show on cable for the week. Good, good, good. For for Wednesday, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because I was looking, I I tried to make a note of examining the crowd, and when they debuted and did the, the sweeping crowd shot, I was like, oh, this doesn't look like... Arthur Ashe, this looks like a regular arena. And then I realized it's because they pushed the stage so far back because the attendance was such shit that it only looked like a normal arena. So I will give credit where credit is due. Heading into this, I think they sold 5,000 tickets. Yeah. Remember, they sold it out year one with 22,000. Right. 5,000 was what they were at. Then they had everyone do press in New York all last week. Mm -hmm. Got it up to 11,000 attendant. They haven't doubled it. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, hey, guess what, AEW? If you promote your shows, people go to them. Wild idea, I know. Didn't we just say that last week? He listens. We've been over this. Thanks, John. Uh, Now, what I will also point out, just because I think it's funny. So, for years and years and years, it was said, oh, AEW should raise their ticket prices. Mm -hmm. They, They charge too little compared to WWE. So they raised their prices, which mm. means even though they had on, only 11,000 oh, people, the gate was more, the gate was, if not the same as greater ah. than the 22,000. Okay. I mean, so, look, you, yeah. you scoff at the numbers of attendance all you want, but you look at the bottom line of, of, uh, you know, gate and income yeah. and that's really what matters. I'll, I'll put it this uh, way. And, and there you go. I mean, Hey, good job. If you do get this WBD deal that everyone's talking about, uh, mm-hmm. it'd be pretty fucking cool if you go, okay, since we're getting paid X amount of money every week, let's fill to the rafters these buildings and bring down those ticket prices. Yeah. So. Anyway. And not just the day of when you're trying to get last yeah, minute or the, people Yeah, or the, the buy two, get one, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Grand Slam, the Dynamite half was incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the best bell-to-bell editions of Dynamite in ages, uh, some of the best in-ring stuff. I mean, this sounds like I'm doing it with fake praise, but it's true. Best in-ring stuff since all out. Um, 
just a, a really, really solid show with some great moments, though they really, really got to start pulling back on some belts, which we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah, and other things. Yes. But. Show kicked off with Eddie Kingston against Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World Championship and New Japan Strong Championship. So that's yeah, open weight championship. Or open weight. Yes. Yeah. New uh, Japan Strong Open Weight Championship. So that, that's two belts already. Yeah. Like, like, title for title. Title for title. But still, it's two belts already sure. on the show. Killer match. Like, I, yep. I really enjoyed the match they had at the Ring of Honor pay per view. This match was as good, if not better, because the crowd was incredible. Again, I yeah. know it was only 11,000 people, but they sounded great. They were into fucking everything. And they were, and Eddie being the hometown hero at that point, this was definitely the time to pull the trigger on him getting a, a world title. Yes. Um, people lost their shit at the finish, him winning. Yeah. Uh, this was probably one of my favorite matches of the year. Uh, both Claudio and Eddie were like, all right, well, we're going to beat the piss out of each other. That's Hell how we're yeah. going to do this. Yep. Um, Claudio from the jump sort of twisting the knife by not only wearing his Ribera jacket, but also wearing mm-hmm. Masala colored tights. So yeah. Nice little one, two punch there. Um, yeah. Also, I, I think it's kind of cool. That was uh, Claudio, Eddie and Bryce in the ring together. Yeah. I thought that was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a nice little touch, um, yeah. but killer match. Eddie gets the win. Uh, Eddie gets the win also with a power bomb, yeah. which is kind of a, a, a funny reference. I don't know if you saw some of the quotes from, uh, at Starcast. Eddie Kingston did a sit down Q and a with Kawada. Oh, okay. I remember that happening. I didn't, didn't read any quotes. One of the things in that was Kawada giving Eddie shit for doing the Northern lights power bomb. Because he hates that move and doesn't understand why he just doesn't do a standard power bomb. <laughs> okay. So the finish of the match was Kingston hit a bunch of back fists, yeah. hit the Northern Lights bomb. Claudio kicked out. Uh huh. Hit another back fist and used a power right. bomb and got the yep. win. So okay, I thought All that right. was cute for yeah. for the insidery type folks. That's a very Eddie Kingston thing to do as well. Hundred percent. But uh, yeah. Kingston's now got two belts. Two belts, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Eddie Two Bills. Let's go. So, Ring of Honor World Champion and New Japan Strong Openweight Champion is Eddie Kingston, which has caused him to cancel his uh, indie bookings. Yes, all <laughs> of them. <laughs> apparently, has a lower back injury. I'm not sure if that's kayfabe or not, but it's you know. Yeah, uh, Defy found out the same way everyone else did. That's we that's happening Saturday night in Seattle. <laughs> Matt Taven and Mike Bennett were praying at Roderick Strong's bedside. Boy. Um, I still continue to not like Mike Bennett or Matt Taven. However, I will watch two hours every week of Roddy Strong with a loud, poorly functioning uh, uh, automated bed up and the, down. The that was that was classic sitcom, uh, you know, slow sound effect bed raising thing. That was yeah. that was some choice comedy, and I, I will say I'm kind of turning the page on um, on Roddy with his Adam, Adam, 
you know, just at the top of his lungs begging for his uh, best friend. Like, okay, it's, it's starting, starting to work a little bit for me, uh, but I'm kind of with you with the, with the Taven and Bennett thing as well. If the end game of this though, is Roddy strong in a hospital bed ringside for Adam Cole matches. (laughs) Well, there might not be Adam Cole matches for a little bit. Fair point. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, uh, Renee Paquette was backstage with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. They were talking about how yeah. they didn't have a match with Sting and Darby at Rampage. And Cage says, hey, you know what? After that, let's face each other again on Saturday, but in a triple threat for the TNT title. Yeah, he did slip and say 2-1-1. And no, 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 yeah. triple threat, triple you threat. know, which classic Christian Cage work there. Uh, I will say shout out to Renee wearing her best uh, Canadian all denim jumper. So yes. Uh, yes. Cool. super, super Canadian. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara went one on one as to Jesus how, fucking Christ as to how this got 4.25 stars from one David Q Meltzer. I have no idea. Uncle Dave. Come on, man. This was I know Look. Chris is a source, man, but oh. The only nope. thing I liked yeah. was the finish because the finish was insane. Yeah. The code breaker out of a shooting star is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Sammy coming out wearing Jericho homaging gear. Okay. I, I, I and I will, I will totally own my, my own, uh, my own fallacy here, which is I loved Eddie and Claudio doing the Masawa Kawada gear. Right. But neither one of those men were in the match. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone the guy going over. Why did Jericho win? Cause Jericho <laughs> that's it. Ma- it makes, I mean, I guess if you're going to do that turn, which they did, yeah. uh, which we all saw coming a mile fucking away yes. and was not a big shock. And Oh, great. Now he's with Don Callis fucking, you know, it, and I was talking with Mark about this yesterday. Yeah. The fact that, you know, Sammy has been with Jericho for what, four years now. The point of this pairing initially was to get Sammy to the point where he didn't need another mouthpiece. So now he's yes. got Don Callis in the Chris Jericho spot. Yes. Um, and, you know, I just don't fucking care uh, about a Callis family and Jericho. And what they're doing, what they've announced for Wrestle Dream is just a qu- fucking ridiculous and a waste of a booking for a lot of these talents. I will just say. I'm very excited about five sixths of that match. Yeah, and and we'll, we will talk about that in the full Wrestle Dream card before we're out today. Um, but yeah, post match, like you said, uh, oh Jericho and Guevara shook hands, and then in a continued homage to WrestleMania 19, right? Sammy kicked Jericho in the balls, and then Don Callis came down to all yeah. the booze. Um, Nobody cares. Adam Cole and MJF showed up in a Lambo. And uh, MJF said, hey, I'm going to beat the crap out of Joey Samoe. Uh, Roddy Strong called uh, Adam Cole in the middle of this promo. Yeah, it was an emergency, though. Yes. John Moxley dropped the AEW international title to Ray Fenix in a, in a decision that was not supposed to happen. Yeah, I actually, I, I, uh, this match was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, it, it's weird. I, I, I'm... 
we had different experiences watching this match. Yes. You watched it live yeah. and, you know, experienced that. I watched it, you know, yesterday morning. So yeah. I, you know, knew of Mox getting his bell rung. Initially, people thought it was on the the two finishers, whatever that move yeah, is yeah, called. Phoenix or Black Fire Driver. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it was apparently in, in like the opening big move of the match where Phoenix yeah. dove off the ramp and, and crashed onto Mox and Mox's head kind of crashed against the, uh, the, 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 the ring, stage. the mat outside the ring, yeah. um, which makes sense because I was looking for it as yeah. it happened. And I was, you could definitely see his head kind of get crunched there. Yeah. And the point, you know, when, when you were watching that match, Excalibur yeah. talking about, this isn't the John Moxley we normally see he's a little wobbly yeah. legs and stuff like that. Now knowing that that was the spot right, that, that right, right, rung right. his bell, you know it it it, um, it made me start to think about what the match could have been. Um, that said, I think the match was really good, mm-hmm. and I myself am never going to argue when uh, a member of Death Triangle wins a title. Sure. So you know, but the fact that a Rick Knox fucked up the finish the yeah. first time around, yeah, and it was I, like, come on, man, like. And I'm pretty sure I heard Mox yell, fuck on me, at some point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mostly because he knew he had to take the finish again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which, the second one did look a little more brutal than the first. uh, And it definitely didn't help the concussion situation that occurred. Um, But Rick Knox, man, you gotta gotta tighten up the game. And I don't know. I I, I thought for sure he blew the finish. Yeah, well, because I mean, he it, kind of did, but like he did. I, I was, I thought it was, oh, Phoenix was supposed to win, and uh, uh, Knox blew the three count, right? But instead, it was Mox got knocked stupid. Yeah, thought he was okay. Yeah, as the match went on, went, oh, I'm actually kind of fucked okay. up. <laughs> yeah. You're going to win, Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Takes the Blackfire driver. One, two. Knox is going, wait a minute. It's supposed to be John winning. What the fuck's going right. on? And then you hear Mox just like swearing up a storm and they actually go for the finish. I mean, credit to Mox for being like, uh, I could be out a while. I don't know what's yeah. happening now. Um, but uh, it sounds like it's a mild concussion. Sounds like he's going to obviously have some time off, but he'll be back. He could probably use it. <laughs> yeah, he could. He he's been working his a fucking vacation off. since All Out. Two years ago. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fenix as international champion, I think, is great. And Love it. Also, I think he's the first international international champion. Uh, well, well, technically, because when the title debuted, it was the, what, All-Atlantic champion, and it yes. was Pac. Yeah, so uh, Pac... Who, OC became right. the international, right? And now uh, Mox than Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, hey, and the the genuine look of shock and surprise on Phoenix's face is not something you normally get when a guy wins the title when they don't know they're going to win a title, yeah. Uh, sort of thing. So, I, look, I'm happy for him. I don't know why they didn't send Penta out to uh, congratulate him. Probably because uh, everyone backstage was like, "What the fuck's going on? Is is John dead? Did we just lose our fucking ace?" Well, I, I understand that, but also they showed Penta giving his best friend Eddie Kingston a little pep talk before Eddie came out. Yeah, that's true. So you knew he was at least in the general vicinity. I uh, did I, really I love, by the way, that Penta was giving him 
you know, yeah, the, his best the, friend. The yeah, it's, it's just for us. He did that just for us. Who who harp on that one okay. that one line? Um, so yeah, no, I did appreciate that. Uh, I'm curious to see if they're going to continue the weekly challenges for the uh, yeah, uh, international. I hope so because yeah. Phoenix on on Dynamite Wrestling every week is definitely. I good will for watch me. that. Yeah. So. Um. Then Joey Samoa cut a promo about he's going to absolutely murder MJF, and he mostly actually pulled that off. I um, love his max, like, taunting sort yes. of, like, he's such a motherfucker, man. Joe, Joey Samoe is just just the complete package of a yeah. shithead, big heel wrestler. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's ever done it better. I don't think I said it here, but I, I will say it now. Especially when he had that return run in NXT and was going against Carrying uh, Cross and all that shit. Yeah, I thought Joe was washed. I I thought there was his time and it was done. So when he got brought into Ring of Honor, I was like, I mean, it's cool, you know, that he yeah. has Ring of Honor history and you know, it's it's a good idea. I'm sure he'll be putting over somebody. Blah blah blah. He's had this incredible resurgence. Yeah, up to including the main event. On Wednesday, yeah. him versus Max was phenomenal. Like, uh, 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 such a great killer heel versus hot baby face match. And, yeah. Who's also a shithead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but he's their shithead, which is the important He's their part. shithead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Joe is just so goddamn good. I hope, yes, he lost. I hope mm-hmm. he still gets to be in that upper card mix. He's this. I, I can't imagine this hurting his stock at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, if anything, it probably enhanced it further. Yeah. Um, Soraya went against Tony Storm. They should have called an audible here. Tony is way more over than Soraya, and uh, they really should have put the belt on Tony here. Like, yeah, the, I, hard to argue. This to me was the equivalency of, uh, was it? Yeah, it was all out twenty two. Where the acclaimed and mm-hmm. Swerve in Our Glory had the tag match, and they went, "Oh fuck, yeah. we should have switched the belts." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same deal here. They should have switched the belts because when they had the near finish, because uh, uh, Tony hit the the Storm Zero right before the finish, mm-hmm. people were super stoked. Yep. Even though Tony had just been Women's Champion, like people like this new Tony. Right. Yeah. This character's change is just just gangbusters. Yeah. Just, working and she now has her own theme and she's got like yes. the, the gold dust esque slower flame frame rate yeah, entrance yeah. and everything they they should have done it instead uh, Soraya retains the title yeah then the main event was mjf versus joey samoe uh as we talked oh, you forgot about, about the, the the mjf uh well, bret hart tribute oh sorry about to get there as we talked about the match it was great but it was preceded by the callback to the old Bret Hart video from the fucking new generation era of uh-huh. WWF. Bret! Uh, and the fact that he whispered to the kid that he's adopted. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Well. 10 out of 10. Now, what I will say is, just out of, you know, something I thought was funny. So he comes to the ring, and of course he's the big hometown boy, and he's wearing mm-hmm. his jacket, and it's covered in all the different sports team logos. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. Don't people across New York hate the other New York teams depending on the New York team they're supporting? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's 100%. coming out with all of them. 
He's just trying to get everybody on his side. Yeah. He's trying to make these people pleaser. Which I know? thought I, I thought that actually kinda added to the sort of disingenuous face thing he's got going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's but he's definitely like a Mets guy, not a Yankees guy. Yes. And you know, it's it's whatever. Yeah. But then that took us to Friday, and we had Rampage. Again, I just want to point out they listen. You know how they taped Rampage on Wednesday, Chris? Uh, after Dynamite? They type, they taped the first half before Dynamite and the ah. second half after Dynamite. There so you people go. were out of the arena at 11 instead of midnight. But then also, because they didn't know that that was happening ahead of time, they, <laughs> didn't, they weren't in the arena yeah. <laughs> early enough to see a local per- boy like Hook have a marquee match. Yeah, yeah. So there were, there were problems. <laughs> <laughs> however, I want to uh, announce that ahead of time, guys. However, I totally said last week what yeah. they should do. Makes everyone happier. And it sounded like, because in past years, it sounded like the Grand Slam crowd like had a miserable time getting home. Yeah. This worked out better. But for the TV version, it kicked off with Sting and Darby Allen defeating Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. Um, you know, it's more of that storyline, and there's even more after Collision mm-hmm. this past Saturday. Uh, Chris Statlander, Arch Cassidy, and Hook in the weirdest trio I've ever heard of. Uh, yeah. Win against Anna Jay, Angela Parker, and Matt Menard. You're going to be shocked. Chris Statlander, OC, and Hook won. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate Hook and OC together. Yeah, I, um, I don't dislike it. It's just weird. But it's still, yeah, it is a little weird, especially because OC has literal best friends yes <laughs> right there <laughs> and i really liked the oc darby duo that they were running with for a little yeah. while so yeah, i mean yeah. i guess darby's got his you know his young own twink protege so <laughs> and his own old man uh albatross <laughs> that's true that's as true. well so three generations right there. yes yeah exactly uh there was a qtv segment i'm sorry tony shivani that interviewed don Callis in the ring Don Callis uh, said, you know, I was pursuing Jericho, but who I really wanted was Sammy Guevara. And Sammy does this whole thing about, you know, he hates Chris Jericho and he hates the fans. And Jericho comes out and then Callis is about to hit Jericho with a screwdriver. And then fucking, (sighs) hey, Kenny Omega runs down. Apparently wearing a $14,500 pair of uh, Yeezy sneakers. Because somebody on Twitter pointed that out. But more crucially, he has Riho's pipe. Oh, is that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, like I said a couple of weeks ago, if this Callis family story continues to involve visual aids and um, and props, yeah, you get a you get a slight pass from me. Very fair. Um, so then, you know, they went to the break and then Alex Marvez caught up with Kenny Omega, him and Jericho did a promo long story short at wrestle dream. It's him, Jericho and Kota Abushi against Don mm-hmm. Callis's trio, however he chooses it to be, which we found out on Saturday. Right. Then in an attempt to absolutely make sure I make sure the fast forward button on my DVR works. It was the Righteous versus the Hardy Boys versus the Best Friends versus the Kingdom Yeek. to determine the number one contenders for the Ring of Honor tag titles. Yikes. The Righteous won. They have never been on AEW TV before. Well, I mean, they've been on Collision. They beat the Hardys last Saturday on Collision. 
Oh, did they? I, yeah. I don't watch Collision. It's okay. <laughs> uh, they claimed Billy Gunn retained the trio's titles over the Dark Order. Fine match. Uh, had, had nothing against it. Uh, Julia Hart defeated Sky Blue, and they were pointing out that she had a 24-match winning streak, which would come up on Saturday. Julia Hart did? Yes, Julia Hart. 24-match winning streak. Where were these matches happening? Collision, Dark, Dark Elevation... Oh, so it was going back that long. Yeah, okay. yeah. For all, all right. of 2023. Um, after the match, uh, she beat down Sky Blue, put her in the Heartless Crucifix submission thing. Willow okay. Nightingale ran out to make the save. So they're, you know, hinting toward that. Uh, okay. Bullet Club Gold cut a promo on Andrade El Idolo. I'm going to say more of this on Saturday, but... Bullet Club Gold is the greatest gaggle of doofuses that AEW's ever had. Wow, a gaggle of doofuses is pretty apt. That's pretty spot on to uh, to explain those guys. I mean, yeah. Jay White is not particularly a doofus, no, but he surrounded cool himself. Hell, but he's with surrounded the by cartoon characters. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He's he's the. Um, Oh man, he's he's Judge Doom, and he's <laughs> surrounded by the fucking cackling yes. uh, hounds. Holy you know? shit! Yes, yeah, that's 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 what that is. Oh I mean, essentially, God. Animal from the Muppets and the the Goofy Bros. Yeah, uh, Mike Santana again now has a first name. He defeated Good for him Dirty Bulk Bronson of the Iron Savages. Uh, it went Formerly Bear Country minutes. is that yes. the same band? Yes. Or band. Yep, group. same band. <laughs> same band. <laughs> Uh, after the match, Ortiz came out to talk to Santana, and it uh, looks like they're going to have a little feud. Okay. Uh, then our main event was for the six-man titles from Ring of Honor. Yeah, the Ring of Honor six-man titles. And now the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page are the Ring of Honor six-man champions. As they sure. beat the Mogul Embassy of Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Taya Leone. By the way, RJ, I know you listen, <laughs> bud. I know. <laughs> And and thank you, but also I know, now I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right there. Uh, and though RJ, if you are listening, you have heat with me for not making a spin doctor's reference when two princes came up on <laughs> AEW. I'm very disappointed because that is that like between that and like wings, I feel like you know you're really you, you hit the wing stuff. Yeah, but you don't hit the spin doctor's reference. Come yeah, on, Stephen Weber, but not spin doctors. Come on, Tony Shaloub's very upset with you. Extremely upset with you. He's monk and mad is what he is. He he was on Wings, right? I'm not yeah, making that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I've never seen an episode. I remember you used to play on USA Network. I've never seen Wings. Oh, okay. No, I mean you're no. not missing out on much. No. but you know it's got Sandman, Superman, Stephen <laughs> Weber, Monk. Wait, what's Superman? Dean Cain's on that show? Uh, no, uh, Tim Daly voiced Superman in the cartoon. Ah, okay. All right. Here anyway, <laughs> that brought us to last night and <laughs> Collision. Oh my god! Which, honest to God. I know this was a week where Grand Slam was a damn fine episode of Dynamite. Yeah. I may have enjoyed this more. Really? Because this was, and and by the way, Justin's back this week with a Schlegel soapbox. Uh Uh-huh. We got into our recent criticisms of AEW and, and our issues about how, like, nothing really seems to lead to everything. Yeah. Everything on this show led to or paid off something going on in AEW. Okay. And it started with a triple threat match for the TNT uh, title 
between yes. Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Darby Allen, you will be not surprised to know that Darby basically got murdered for the majority of the match. Sure, yeah, it's essentially a two-on-one. Yes. Um, and the finish, I thought, was very interesting because uh, Darby, since it's a triple threat, I always forget, triple threats are no DQ. Like, yes. You're allowed to do whatever. Darby yep. was going to uh, hit, uh, I think it was Luchasaurus, with the TNT title. Okay. Um, Luchasaurus hits a choke slam in advance. He grabs the TNT title, the TNT title, and stares at it. And I didn't realize this, but it turns out it's true. It was the first time he held the TNT title since winning it. <laughs> Amazing. So he's you know all enchanted because he's a simple monster. Sure. Yeah. Crowds chanting, "That's your belt!" at him. It was okay. a great crowd last night. All right. uh, Cage gets in his face, asks for the belt back. Darby sends Cage into Luchasaurus. Darby goes for the coffin drop on Luchasaurus, goes for the pin. Christian slides him out and beats Luchasaurus to become the new TNT champion. Christian pinned Christian Luchasaurus. is the new <laughs> TNT champion by pinning Luchasaurus. What a motherfucker. Luchasaurus looked like a sad puppy dog, but... He uh, then proceeded to Jungle Boy style, carry him on his shoulders, carry Christian Cage on his shoulders as Cage raised the belt overhead. Um, We had a video package which recapped the whole Don Callis, Chris Jericho, and Kenny Omega thing. Don Callis then cut a hell of a promo talking about how he's not worried about Kota Ibushi because he's got the man who's beaten both Omega and Jericho over the last two months, Will Ospreay. So it's Jericho and the Golden Lovers versus Sammy Guevara, Takeshita, and Ospreay. I mean, this is a waste of Will Ospreay. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree on that. But, you know, sometimes dude needs a night off. <laughs> Fair. I mean, he's still going to get his shit in. I don't, don't think he's, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I'm fine I, with five, six. Okay. I'll put it this way. If it was Takeshi and Ospreay versus Omega and Ibushi, world's more excited. Yes, yes. I'm Sammy being in there, I'm fine with. He's not a hindrance to me. He's a flippy dude who does dumb he, shit. He's good for a couple big spots, high spots. Right. Jericho, man. Like, if, the, if, if he lived up to everything he has said over the years, he yeah. would have lost clean as a sheet at Grand Slam, and then Sammy got to go off and do his thing, and then he's gone right. for like two, three, four months. Yeah. And then he come back as a baby face for something with somebody. Yeah. But it's dead. He's still around. And I don't still. know why. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he's just got Tony's ear. Maybe, yeah. uh, you know, he's like, he, was it you? Did you? I don't know. Everything's burned together. Yeah. We've been talking a while. Did you say this earlier that he's becoming the Hulk Hogan of, uh, that, that was Justin's uh, call, but he's that not was Justin. Yeah. Yeah. He's not wrong. I mean, it's, I was saying the same thing about punk before he left. And, right. Uh, there's definitely some of that going on. He's poochie. He's yes. pooching himself. Yes. Uh, Tony Schiavone was backstage with Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Christian Cage dedicated the win of his TNT title to Nick Wayne's to Nick mother Wayne's and mom. his late father. <laughs> who he sure was rooting him on from heaven. I saw that coming. Tony Schiavone said, you know what? I just want to let you know, Tony Khan, he overheard you talking about how you want to be a, a fighting champion and you want to do everything you can. And he wants to put together a classic match. So at Wrestle Dream in Seattle, it will be Christian Cage and Darby Allen in a two out of three falls match for the TNT title. Oh, boy. Yes. Okay. We had Hook and Rob Van. 
We had Hook and Rob Van Dam against 2.0. Uh, I'm sorry, Hook and Rob Van Dam? Yes, against 2.0. Okay. Well, look, RVD used to know Hook's dad. I understand that, but RVD had one match like three weeks ago, and he just pops up again on a collision? Against Jungle Boy, so, you know, they... What I thought was interesting was they talked about Hook's win-loss record. Uh Uh-huh. And the way that they talked about it was like, you know, Hook... Had that one loss. He regained his FTW title at All In. No mention of Jungle Boy. Not a single mention. Completely <laughs> walked around it. Okay. That's so, promising. I, I, if, if I am Jack Perry, I'm wondering if it's time to start filing with the state. That's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> He's calling his uh, family lawyer. Yes. Uh, it was a fun match. I mean, look, 2.0 knows how to put guys over. And sure. They do it well. Uh, really, though, the highlight for me was as they were leaving the ring, uh, Rob Van Dam. Now, have you ever seen Rob Van Dam's impression of Shawn Michaels? Uh, maybe, but it's not ringing the bell. Uh, I, I, I will just say to you and the Rough House listeners, uh, Google Rob Van Dam Shawn Michaels impression. I'll send you the video after we're done recording. Okay. Uh, Rob Van Dam's very good at doing a physical impression of somebody. He proceeded to do a physical impression of Taz with his arms crossed <laughs> to Hook, and Hook almost broke. <laughs> so, uh, very good stuff. Very good stuff. Had Nettie Kingston video package talk about his world title victory, and uh, Kingston, you know, he wants to be a fighting champion, and he wants to defend his titles, both of his titles. Okay. So at Wrestle Dream, Eddie Kingston will be defending the Ring of Honor world title and the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship Against Ring of Honor Pure Champion Katsuyuri Shibata. What? Eddie versus Shibata in Seattle. Okay, let's fucking go. I know, right? (laughs) Granted, though, fucking Ring of Honor Pure title and Ring of Honor World title and New Japan Strong title. Like, I I know. I gotta, I gotta at some point count. That that's that's my homework for next week. I'm gonna count how many titles are in current AEW circulation. A lot. Yes. Um, Dark Order had another commercial. Uh, Kingdom were backstage, upset at the best friends for costing them the shot at the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles. They want the best friends next week on Collision. Okay. Uh, to honor Neck Health Awareness Month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Julia Hart. Basically murdered Kira Hogan. Uh, Brody King then cut a promo for her talking about, and I thought this was funny, how Julia keeps stacking up the bodies. Okay. That sentence coming from Brody King makes sense. Yeah, but about Julia Hart? (laughs) About Julia Hart, a bit of a stretch. But hey, Brody King's on TV, so I'm fine with it. Even with his hand all cast up, because apparently he punched something after the whole punk thing. Um Oh, but, really? Yeah. Yeah, he, he broke his hand backstage at All Out. Or All In, rather. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, he apparently punched a wall when he found out about the punk stuff. Because he was pissed at punk doing this? Yes. Presumably? Okay. Yeah. When you think about All it, right. like that's a guy who he's very much aligned with politically. Right. Him and Danhausen. Right, right, Danhausen, right. Danhausen, who... Seems to be getting that Bart Simpson level weird about being injured right now. I don't know if you've seen Danhausen on Twitter, but it's not the normal Danhausen we're used to. 
I know he was uh, he was tweeting about uh, not having the groin punch in the Fight Forever DLC yeah. he's coming out in. Uh, that reminds me just kind of a fun thing. Apparently, one thing they've added to the Fight Forever game, in addition to playable Danhausen. Uh-huh. So I forget what the button combo is, but, you know, you can reach under the ring to grab weapons. Yeah. At a random interval, you will go to pull something out and Danhausen and it- will come out and curse you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I kind of love that. <laughs> It's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Julia Hart now has a 25-match winning streak. And Brody King said that <clears throat> the violence will continue until Hart gets to avenge her last loss, which was at the hands of Chris Statlander. So it's going to be for the TBS title at the pay-per-view, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. Okay. We got a recap of uh, the whole righteous to do winning the number one contenders match. I don't know why Dutch looks like he needs to be on. Uh, oh God, what's the shit? Uh, the righteous gemstones, but he does. I, w- I was just going to say the only time I want to hear the word righteous is if gem- gemstones is immediately following it. Yeah, he he looks like he could fit right in. Like he's yeah, he is the middle of John Goodman and Danny McBride. <laughs> I'm sorry if I just completely ruined the righteous for you folks, but that's uh, it. He's Jane, not the Rob Zombie one, is he? No, 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 no. He's he's that's the big the one, one in the white suit who looks like he should talk about how it's nice to own land. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I did it. That's how my father learned. <laughs> Let the boy watch. Jay White defeated Andrade El Idolo in a fucking great match. Ooh, okay. You have my um, attention. Yes. Uh, so, of course, right at the beginning, Jay comes out with the entire idiot brigade of the Bowl of Club Gold. The mm-hmm. guns, card blade, juice with his cowboy of the month plaque. <laughs> Somehow it makes it feel both epic and completely ridiculous at the same time. Sure. Uh, the match between Andrade and Jay White was incredible. As one would um, and they, they kept Andrade strong by having Andrade uh, get hit with the Collision Cowboy of the Month plaque. Okay. Then Numbers game. For the win. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ortiz was given his side of the story. Oh, that wasn't the main. Okay. Yeah, that was not the main. Uh, <laughs> okay. You'll understand why when we get to the main. All right. Ortiz said, you know, uh, that, that Mike Santana won't be able to run much longer. Mm-hmm. And Shane, the kneecaps Taylor. Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty were backstage. Shane Taylor okay. talking about his history with Keith Lee saying that uh, they were the most successful team in ring of honor before Lee left to quote unquote work for the other billionaire. Mm-hmm. Taylor said that he stayed in ring of honor, became a legend in that promotion. Look, I like Shane Taylor, but that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, no, it was pandemic era. Nobody really counts that, uh, said, uh, that he will put, Keith Lee in the ground to provide for his family. But before that, Lee gets to go against Lee. So it looks like we're going to get Keith Lee versus Lee Moriarty real soon. Keith Lee Moriarty. Harry S. Truman Capote. Aussie Open came out because they were joining commentary for this next match. They were in their best Reservoir Dogs cosplay. Okay. All right. And it was FTR against the Workhorsemen. I said before I was excited about the potential of this, and this match was fucking dope. Who are the workhorsemen again? Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. Okay. 
Anthony Henry had a cup of coffee in WWE is the unfortunately named Asher Hale. And J.D. Drake Damn. is like a big, big Southern boy who chops like a, Dick like a motherfucker. Type. What's that? Yeah. Dick like Murdoch type. Murdoch yeah. type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You could tell Cash and Dax wanted to make these guys look like a million bucks because they sure. absolutely did. Yes. FTR won. Yes. They retained the belt. But J.D. Drake in particular got so over with the audience because of how hard he was chopping Dax. Okay. And also, he did like a fucking moonsault. All right. Yeah. It was awesome. It, it, like, for a TV match, this was super fun. Um, but, of course, FTR needed to retain. Then, of course. Uh, after the match, uh, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher got into the ring, cut a promo against uh, FTR saying, in eight days, you're in the fight for your lives, blah, 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 blah. Harwood said, you know what? Last time we saw you, you were losing to Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. So I don't know if he really could step it up. Uh, and he literally got on his hands and knees and then begged Ozzy Open to bring their best on October 1st. <laughs> Damn. Yes. So uh, that's, I mean, last year's version of that match was great. Yeah. So. No gimmick to it? Just a regular? Just, just a regular match. Regular match? Okay. Lexi Nair was backstage with... She's got a name now. The hot and flexible CJ. Oh, so it's her name. Yeah. Okay. Um, she was talking about how Miro was avoiding temptation. Miro enters saying that CJ's temptation was the spotlight. Okay. And uh, CJ says, you know, she loves the grind. She loves working. She loves managing. Miro says, I'm on my path to salvation. And if you're in my way, you're in my way. And CJ said, to stay away from any future clients of hers, which pissed off me around he left. So powerhouse. Undoubtedly. Or other yeah. beefy men for me. Yeah. Then uh main event was the Texas death match between Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. Oh yeah. I forgot that was even happening. This it, it look, the strap match was a once in a lifetime incredible match. Yeah. This if that match had not happened would have looked infinitely better. It's very, very good. Yeah. However, it wasn't the strap match. Right, right, right. Um, you know, Starks was the only one who got the memo. He showed up in street clothes. Uh, <laughs> but it was Stark street clothes, so it wasn't, you know, jeans and yeah, boots. Yeah, like, yeah. he had, like, a weird, almost Kanye outfit going on. Okay. Um, Danielson showed up like regular Danielson. Both guys bled. They used a chain. They used chairs. Uh, the finish ended up being um, uh, Basaku knee with the chain wrapped around knockout Ricky Starks. Starks, okay, actually, so, uh, Starks actually got to survive a LaBelle lock with a chain. Eek. So, uh, you know, they, they, they put him over somewhat, but Danielson wins the flu- feud. But still another not he didn't give up. Exactly. Exactly. He got right. knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then this takes us to Sunday. Now, what I will note about Wrestle Dream, beyond its uh-huh. killer theme music, yeah. last night on Collision, they had a video package putting over the show. Okay. It was voiced over by Tony Khan, which I think is a first. Okay. He was doing his best, like, Paul Heyman hard sell of the show. Yeah. And he said that this show will, quote, start a new era of AEW. I don't know okay. what that means. 
Yeah. But it's worth noting that they did that. They had this promo. I mean, again, we're, you know, look back at the last year of pay-per-views. I can't remember them doing big video packages beyond like, you know, the countdown shows. Right. But or Excalibur doing his very hurried rush through. Right. But they made the time to have Tony Khan put over this show. It wasn't huh. acknowledged as Tony Khan. Like it took me a bit, like I'm listening to the voice. I'm going, That's like yeah, third normal voiceover guy. And, and props to TK did a good job, but it was like new era of AEW. I don't know if that's just marketing hyperbole or if something's coming out of the show, but uh, monthly pay-per-views <laughs> probably the yeah, I saw a rumor that they might be doing one on December 29th or something. Yeah. I, I saw something about that too. And I was like, huh? okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, nine matches announced so far, which means we're probably going to get two or three more before we're done. Golly. Uh, it's looking like a, a pretty solid card. So this got added uh, during the whole promo train, which Nigel gets to do on Collision. Nice. It's a four-way tag team match for a future AEW world tag title shot, which okay. they can take at any time. Oh, So there are so money, money in the money bank in the bank. Okay. So it's the Young Bucks versus the Guns. <laughs> Versus the Lucha Bros versus Orange Cassidy and Hook. Okay. No complaints on that. Yeah, no, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by that. We've got Chris Statlander defending the TBS championship against Julia Hart. We've got uh. Eddie Kingston defending the Ring of Honor World Championship and New Japan Strong Openweight Championship against Katsuyori Shibata. Who's the Ring of Honor Pure Champion? Yes. Christian Cage defending the TNT Championship against Darby Allen in a two out of three falls match. Okay. Chris Jericho and the golden lovers of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi going against the Don Callis family of Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay in a six-man tag match. Okay. Who is the uh, New Japan US slash UK champion? Yes. Uh, also, just kind of worth noting because it's something that broke not long before recording time. Yeah, Royal Quest. Uh, no, not just Royal Quest. So Royal oh. Quest, yes, it's going to be uh, Osprey versus Zack Sabre Jr. DDT is doing a big show in November. Chris Jericho will be working DDT against Kanosuke Takeshita in one of the big matches on that show. So, huh. Okay. I mean, I, I'm genu- genuinely surprised because they're not a very big company. Yeah. That, uh, that Jericho's going over there. But yeah, he and Don Callis cut a, or, sorry, Don Callis cut a promo um, about Takeshita and then they showed a video package of Chris Jericho challenging Takeshita. So. Okay. Um, for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship, I realize we didn't talk about uh, uh, something hilarious in my eyes that happened during the main event of uh, Dynamite. Um, but better than you, Bebe, of Adam Cole and MGF will be defending against the righteous of Vincent, yeah. and du- Vincent and Dutch. The question, though, is will Adam Cole be able to go? Yeah, because the dummy ran down to help uh, MJF. He jumped off the stage, which I guess was higher than he expected. And yes. he, what, rolled his ankle? Yeah, I, that's what it looked like. I was just like, so that was a, I, I think it's because there was a, uh, a camera guy in the way or something. Mm. So he jumped and immediately you see him go like, oh shit. And he's like limping. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Stupid. Yeah. Very dumb. Very, very dumb. Uh, but uh, they, they said this match was happening as of last night. So okay. I guess he's going to be okay by then. Um, that'll be when, if we're watching it at say your house, for example, that'll be when I go right. for some additional pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Russell's hosting. If you okay. want to come, um, Aussie Open 
and FTR will have their match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Hangman Adam Page will go against Swerve Strickland, at least in theory, because they haven't signed the contract yet. It's on the next day. <laughs> okay. To, I, I, I give a tip of the hat to uh, Cubs fans slash Lucha, blo- Lucha blog, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. He posted on uh, on Wednesday night, real presumptuous of AEW to announce a match they haven't signed a contract for yet. <laughs> Uh, but then the main event is the dream match. Brian Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. finally happening in Seattle, Washington. Um, it's a killer show, man. Yeah, that's, that's a solid card. Minus Julia Hart. Yeah, minus Julia Hart and minus The Righteous. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, uh, actually, we'll have to talk offline about recording because I have a convention next weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll figure, figure things out. out. Uh, or not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll um, talk to you when we talk to you. Yeah. Should be a killer show. Very much looking forward to it. And now let us just hope that after this, they just start merging titles together because they've got too goddamn many. Or just separate Ring of Honor and AEW. I mean, they are technically two separate promotions, even though you own them both. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a bit, it's a bit much, all right? <laughs> bruv. Hey, bruv. Hey, bruv. Let's cut bait on some of these titles there, bruv. All right? Fucking hell. Didn't realize Guy Ritchie was writing our podcast now. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough Pod- House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. El Torito brand salsa. The only salsa meant for midgets. It comes with half as much corn, half as many tomatoes, and a half portion of freshly grown bell peppers. Half as spicy as other salsas on the market. El Torito. The only dip worth the chip of the short ones. El Torito. 